Welcome to The Morgue You Know, the podcast with answers to everything you've been dying to know about death care. I'm Angela Woosley, Minnesota licensed mortician, and your host. This show tackles questions that many people have about death, dying, funeral service, and death care, and answers each question one at a time in a simple, straightforward, and easy-to-understand way. My goal with this podcast is to help you feel a little more informed and a little more comfortable with the ideas and options available after death. If there's something you've been dying to know, drop us a line at themorgueyouknow at gmail.com. Our question today is, what is the greenest way to go disposition-wise? Or what method of disposition has the lowest carbon footprint? Well, let's start with the basics. What exactly is a carbon footprint? Well, it's a measure of the environmental impact of an activity on the Earth, expressed in metric tons of carbon dioxide. Though sources vary, the average American's carbon footprint is about 16 tons per year. This is made up of environmental costs of the food we eat, the energy we use in our homes, the impact of our transportation, and the impact of our spending choices. And if you've ever tried to calculate your own carbon footprint, then you know it can be a bit tricky. For example, it might be relatively easy to calculate the environmental impact of your daily commute and your home energy costs, but what's the carbon footprint of that air fryer you just got? Similarly, we have a tougher time calculating the carbon footprint of one product in the death care profession, much less the whole enchilada. So rather than building up a picture of the total carbon footprint, I think it's much easier to talk about what's generally been included in a quote-unquote traditional funeral, and then think about what you feel comfortable doing without. If you've grown up in the United States any time since the 1920s, the funeral and burial you are likely familiar with involves a funeral home, a hearse, a cemetery, a backhoe, a casket, a burial vault, and a marker or monument. The funeral home itself has built-in energy costs, ample blacktop parking, indoor plumbing, the works. It also has a prep room, where embalming, restorative art, and other care of the dead takes place, using chemicals and products that are shipped directly to the funeral home. The dead are placed in caskets made from 18 to 20 gauge steel, stainless steel, hardwood like walnut, softwood like pine, or wood veneers. Then they are driven to a cemetery in a hearse, along with other accessory vehicles carrying the flower arrangements they ordered, all of which probably get around 15 to 25 miles per gallon. A backhoe has opened up a space in the ground, and if it's the middle of winter, the ground has been either chipped at with an attachment on the backhoe or thawed using a propane heater. Once the space is opened, a concrete outer burial container is installed in the ground and the casket is lowered into it. And, you guys... I love my profession, and I am proud to call these folks my colleagues, but that is a lot. So anything you could skip or substitute 
will reduce the carbon footprint of that burial. You could substitute a locally made casket made from reclaimed barn wood, and that would help. You could ask the cemetery if you can skip the concrete outer burial container. And if they say no, maybe you can ask the vault company if they would be willing to add holes to the outer burial container, making it look like a wiffle ball to reduce the amount of concrete being buried in the ground. You can get flowers from the farmer's market and put them in vases from your home. And once you chip away at all of this, you might find yourself at the lowest carbon footprint burial of all. A hand-dug hole in the ground and a person shrouded in locally sourced or reused natural fibers. But that might be pretty hard to accomplish, and you still need to get that person to the hand-dug hole and figure out a way to find your way back to that space if you'd like to visit. Some cemeteries are facilitating this low-impact method across the United States, The Green Burial Council certifies several grades or types of green cemetery. The first level is the hybrid cemetery. A hybrid cemetery has conventional burials, but it also allows, either throughout the cemetery or in a separate section, natural burials to occur. The next level is a natural cemetery or natural burial ground. Natural cemeteries, rather than simply allowing natural burials, require the use of biodegradable caskets and shrouds, prohibit burial of embalmed people, outer burial containers, and engage in burial practices that do not deplete soil health, plant diversity, water quality, and ecological habitat. The final level is a conservation cemetery, or conservation burial ground. These cemeteries do more than reduce the impact of your burial on the earth. They actually work to restore the integrity of the land. Conservation burial grounds are protected by a conservation land trust to ensure that the land is protected in perpetuity and that preservation and conservation goals are being met to restore the natural balance of flora and fauna native to the area. And the bonus is that you can also be buried there. But Angela, I hear you asking, what about the carbon footprint of flame cremation, or water cremation, or that mushroom suit I heard about, or human composting, or that pod thing that turns you into a tree, or those forests that will protect a tree where you spread your ashes, or that other thing I just read about? Well, yeah, those are all good questions, and those might be options that resonate with you. My advice to you is to find the thing that feels right to you and go for it. But here's what it all boils down to for me. Those are ultimately decomposition middlemen. They all get in between you and becoming dirt. The fungus suits claim that they neutralize toxins and chemicals in your body. But let me tell you, Mother Earth has processed a lot worse stuff than you. And if you bury a person underground, there likely isn't enough oxygen for the mushrooms to even grow. 
You don't need an egg-shaped pod made from biodegradable materials in order to properly decompose. You are already designed to decompose. Flame cremation, water cremation, and human composting are all easier on the planet than the conventional burial I described. But if your goal is the lowest carbon footprint, then all you need is a hole in the ground. The Earth has been reclaiming, reabsorbing, and repurposing the building blocks of dead animals, plants, and humans for a long, long time. If you want to nourish a tree, you don't need to scatter your ashes around it or become soil first. You can just get buried and let the planet do its magical circle of life thing. But again, I'm not trying to say that any of those options are wrong or bad. Many of them exist because nearby hole in the ground simply wasn't an option. So if it's a choice between cremation and hardwood casket plus concrete vault plus quarry mined granite, then yes, flame cremation makes a lot of sense. If you'd have to drive in your car in a hearse, four and a half hours to get to a hand-dug hole in the ground, but a recomposed facility is up the road, then yes, it makes a lot of sense to be composted first. If natural burial isn't available near you, but you have both flame cremation and water cremation, then yes, water cremation is the easy call from an environmental standpoint. Just like all of our efforts to combat climate change, it's a series of compromises and trade-offs. For your final carbon footprint, it all depends on what's possible, what's available, what's legal, and ultimately, what helps you feel a little less anxious and a little more comfortable about your mortality. So that just about covers it. The TLDR... Find the option that feels right to you at the end of life, but watch out for unnecessary middlemen. We'll have more information on another question next time on The Morgue You Know. If you have a question you'd like answered, feel free to drop us a line at themorgueyouknow at gmail.com. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to like and review us on your favorite podcast platform, and let your friends know that we're awesome, and they should subscribe as well. With apologies to Jesse Thorne, today's show was produced by Speaking Into Microphones and was written, edited, and published by me, Angela Woosley, with artwork by me. Our music is by Serge Quadrato. We'll see you next time on The Morgue You Know. Until then, take care of yourself and take care of each other. (laughs) 